Welcome, welcome to Can You Believe It? The second season of the Tuneful, Beatful, Artful Music Teacher Podcast. I'd say it's hard to imagine that summer's gone, but I guess that's the way of it. I feel like I was just complaining to everyone here that it felt like summer would never start. And here we are, well into the beginning of the new school year. My 25th as a music teacher. Crazy. Before I dig into the amazing content in this first episode of our new season, I'd like to use the time I'd usually dedicate to both the Keeping It Real and Ask Me Anything segments for this episode to talk a bit about what is going on in the fame community. And please bear with me as I address this because it is so very important. Many of you are on our Fire and Fundamentals Facebook page, and so you may already know that Dr. Fire the Fame Board of Directors, and GIA Publications have recently begun to take a really deep dive into looking at the small group of songs and rhymes and first steps in music, preschool and beyond, that have racist history. We've put together a Fame Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion, or DEI, committee, This is a wonderful and diverse group of outstanding educators, scholars, and ethnomusicologists that include Black and Indigenous people of color, whose immediate work is twofold. First, they're going to develop criteria by which current and future repertoire and first steps in music will be evaluated before it is revised and then republished by GIA publications. And they will also work to try to describe and define what constitutes modern American folk song in order to ensure that the repertoire contained in Dr. Feyerabend's work really reflects the diverse students in today's American classroom. These, as you can imagine, are pretty hefty goals. And while we have a sense of urgency because of their import, we're also being cautious to not act in haste. So we would ask for your patience in the process. I've received a lot of comments and emails and private messages over the past five or six weeks, and I take each one of them to heart. My family might say I take them too much to heart. Many people have voiced their frustrations and concerns that fame is not doing enough to address these problems or that we should be doing so in a different way. And I've also heard from those who are of the opinion that this topic has taken things over at fame in a way that makes them frustrated or uncomfortable. I won't lie to you. This process is painful and extremely difficult. Like most things in my own life that require hard reflection, remorse, and change, part of me wants to just avoid dealing with it. And while I understand this desire, we simply cannot turn our backs on what we feel is so important, addressing racism and bias in the repertoire we use in our elementary classrooms. The great news? Dr. F's philosophy and approach to teaching music have always been magic. That has not changed. You know all the jokes about fire oven people being kind of crazily devoted to Uh, these ideas and resources and techniques. I know I've been accused of being a fire oven fanatic for sure. Well, they exist for a reason. The fire oven framework is not just developmentally appropriate and based on important research and best classroom practices, but it is flexible, practical, and truly it is magical and engaging. It is because we believe so wholeheartedly in the excellence of this philosophy that we take seriously the need to look very closely for racism and bias in the repertoire that is in the materials. And while during this process, we at FAME will, and I admit already, have made mistakes along the way, 
The one thing of which I want to assure you is our commitment to doing what is right by our students and by you, the teachers. So I would ask you not only for patience, but to join with us in the work. Stand shoulder to shoulder with me and the rest of us at FAME as we contend with this bias and racism that is so much more pervasive than we think. Don't be afraid to get in the mess and, as I am learning myself and is very hard, listen and think way more than you speak. It's a hard thing, but it is a good thing and we will be better for it because it is the right thing to do. If you want more specific information, head over to the Fire Robin Fundamentals page on Facebook, and under announcements, you'll see the post that will direct you to the right place to learn. I will make sure to update you along the way here on the podcast every now and again, too. But for now, let's get to the show. If you've been around the fame community, you know her well and have seen her weave her magic with the little ones. Connie Greenwood is a fame-endorsed teacher trainer in First Steps in Music and the head First Steps in Music teacher at the Heart Community Division. She is an independent contractor through Greenwood Music Services, LLC, and joyfully teaches First Steps in Music in preschools and daycare centers. Connie has Kodai certification and completed her Bachelor and Master's of Music Education degrees at the Heart School of Music. She is a founding member of FAME and has served on the Board of Directors. Connie is featured in the First Steps in Music for Infants and Toddlers in Action DVD from GIA Publications, and you should definitely get that if you don't have it already. She's the author of the brand new First Steps in Music Parent Handbook and a contributing author to the Fire Robin Fundamentals book, also available from GIA Publications. For me, Connie is my friend and an inspiration, and certainly the hardest working teacher in infant and toddler land. There's so much to learn from her about first steps for babies, all the way up through the bigger littles, as I call them. And I cannot wait for you to hear her. So let's get on with it. All right. So welcome to the podcast. I am so happy to be here with my friend and uh, an amazing master teacher, uh, Connie Greenwood. And I realize I never say Connie Greenwood. It's just Connie, Miss Connie all the time Uh, or the queen. It's just no. Miss Connie. I'm allowed to say that. So uh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you for being with us and for talking to us. And I just think you have a ton of wonderful things to share, much of which you got from other educators, much of which you've created yourself over the years. And I, I would like to start with just hearing a bit about um, your journey as a music educator, you know, not just, but, and then how you kind of came into the fire up and fold. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Well, thank you for inviting me. You're and welcome. this is a real honor. And it's just so good to see you again, face to face. So thank you. Well, and thank you, grandma, for the chicken soup <laughs> with gluten. Mm. <laughs> well, um, I went to heart in the seventies, uh, something like that. And my mother, who's sitting over there, <laughs> she um, went, we went into the um, cafeteria and she interviewed some of the music ed students. And she really? said, what did you love the most about your education? So what they said hmm. was the Kodai ear training. Huh. That was their answer. So back in the 70s, I signed up for Kodai ear training at heart. And every morning at eight o'clock, five days a week, we had the Kodai ear training. So this was, it was wonderful. It helped me so much as a musician to grow. 
and um, I was music ed. I got to go to Hungary with my um, Kodai teacher. So amazing. So we got to watch Katalin Forai teach in her classroom. Amazing. And when I saw that, I said, I want to do early childhood. That is where the little light bulb went off. Fantastic. And I remember I had an opera teacher as my voice teacher, and she looked at me and she said, so what do you want to do with your life? <laughs> and I said, I want to sit on the floor and play my guitar <laughs> and sing to babies and children. Look at that. I know. Who would have thought? <laughs> and here you are. And I just knew that there was so much untapped um, importance of yeah. that age, you know, birth to five. Was that at, at that time... Was that, I don't know, popular is not the right word, but no, like a common thing for people to go into? We were, we were, um, we, our degree was K-12, mm-hmm. okay? Now, at the Heart Community Division, there were early childhood music classes. Right. Jerry Jacquard, I don't know if you've no. heard of him, but he was teaching music's child. Mm-hmm. And when I was a junior, he asked me to teach with him. Oh. So I started teaching early childhood music classes. When I was a Even junior. before you graduated. Oh, yeah, before I graduated. And I would go to the different teachers and I'd say, what do you do with a four-year-old? What do you do with a three-year-old? <laughs> what do you do? Right. You know, so Katalin Forai, she was all I had in terms of early childhood music But she was in Hungary. What she did. Well, she came to America. <laughs> right. I took a few courses with her. And, um, and so that was my journey. Hmm. So I started teaching the early childhood. And I also taught in the public schools, you know, K to four. I did that for the for the few years, but I always wanted to do that early childhood. So I did have a child, and somebody mentioned to me, "Have you heard of John Feyerabend?" I'm like, "Who?" Right. John Feyerabend. He just came out with this book for um, infants and toddlers. You should really look into that that material. So I remember because it was the bookstore was right across the street, across the hall from the room I teach in right now. Oh, wow. That used to be like... Uh, oh, you mean right now, the room you teach yes, in? Yes. Oh, okay. That was the bookstore. Yeah, they had a bookstore with every all types of music. It was wonderful. Oh, man. Music store. So I bought it. I brought it home. My baby was six months. And I said, you know, page one. That's right. Page two. <laughs> and it um, uh, didn't go over so great. But at least it gave me um, some ideas of things I could be doing with her. Sure. And then what happened was... The next month, I go back to the community division, and they said, oh, we're bringing in John Feyerabend. <laughs> what? I know this guy. I have his book. I have your book. So John Feyerabend came in to heart. Right. So this was and he started teaching 1987. Yes, and he designed this whole early childhood music wow. program. So that, it was just like what I wanted, and there it was right, right there. Right, right. And so I got to know John, I got to know Lily, I got to see their babies when they were little, <laughs> right. and John got to know my girls, so I had three girls at the time, he had three boys oh, that's at the right. time, <laughs> and, um, and it, was, it was great. And so he was actually my kid's first music teacher, other that's than pretty me, cool. right? So Fridays I would go as a parent, and I would take his classes, and he would teach these classes, and I would record everything. And then I would go home and I would transcribe, transcribe. every word he <laughs> I said could see you doing in that. red. <laughs> These are his words in blue. And the lesson plans. And then Saturday morning, I would get up and I would teach the classes. <laughs> so that's how I kept going in it. Right. You know? And um, then I had my second child, my third child, you know. And, um, but that was what I wanted to do, and I saw the benefits of it. So that's how I, that's how I started. And then you, um, did you take some time off at some point in there? Yeah, when after you were... I had my third child. Yeah, you needed <clears throat> a break. 
from the... I said I just need uh, Saturdays. As I was teaching Saturday mornings, and it just got to be too much on the family. So at that point, I stayed home. And then I started having preschoolers and then kindergartners, and I stayed home for a good chunk of right. time. And that's awesome. Yes. And it was, it was nice. Um, I could do co-ops. So yeah. we had co-ops. I did church groups. I did, so I found, I So did, you were teaching, still teaching. I was teaching, but not, um, you know, weekly. Right. It was more like, it was, could be a co-op, you know, an eight-week thing or whatever, but it wasn't necessarily like a, uh, a business. Right. Since the focus of this particular podcast is for people who want to use first steps and kind of move beyond mm-hmm. the regular classroom, a private school, a public mm-hmm. school. So kind of to start that off, I'm interested in hearing why you think First Steps is a great choice Mm -hmm. for that person. Why not one of the other programs Mm -hmm. that's available? What's the distinctive? Well, I am a student of early childhood music and learning. So I have actually been trained in several different Methodologies and philosophies. Right. And I've also taken my kids, my grandson, to several other different classes. And I still come back saying, I love First Steps in Music for several reasons. First of all, I have the creative freedom to to teach how I want to teach. Mm-hmm. I do have, you know, the eight part lesson plan and I do fill that in, but I can I can be creative. Absolutely. It's not a canned curriculum that right. I'm paying into to to do. <laughs> right. I can, you know, create my own be as creative as I want to be. Right. And you always have that kind of foundational framework and you right. can riff. It's like jazz. You know, right. you're kind of you have this foundation but you can make something really unique to your students right. and to your strengths. Right. Yeah, that's And funny. also the folk music, it's authentic, you know, and it's, it's um, you know, derived from great-grandparents now, grandparents. Right. You know, it was born out of love. Yeah. It wasn't born out of, you know, a curriculum to package. Sure. It was just born out of... Or like, let's make money because we know parents will buy... Right. ...kind of commercialized kids' right. music. Yeah, it's, a, you know, an authentic... You know, I mean, I didn't write this stuff. I tell people, you know, right. I'm the little hot right. dog that runs around the street. I didn't write that, right, you right. know. I'm just the messenger. I'm just the messenger, you know. But it's fun because it helps kids understand, you know, we were an agrarian society back then. So we talk about mice and we right. talk about spiders. I mean, right. that's the beauty of it. Yeah. But also that it binds um, generations together. You know, when I sing a song, I'll have the kids say often, my grandma sings that to me or my right. mom sings that to me. Yeah. So... So there's so many reasons why I love it, and I keep going back to it. It's authenticity, how it binds generations together, how I can be an independent agent. I don't have to pay anybody to teach this. Right. And the creativity. What do you call that when when you have, like, what's it called when you have, um, like, if I buy a Burger King franchise? Yeah, a franchise, right. I couldn't think of Mm -hmm. more. So it's not a franchise thing. And I guess that's something we should say. Right. If you want to do first steps, we're going to talk about this later. Mm -hmm. There are... almost no kind of um, tied to Fire Robin, you know, Association for Music Education right. requirements other than one that we're going to talk about later. Right. So that's really nice. It's very nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that, these are some of the big benefits Absolutely. to it. Okay. Uh, and in that same vein, what is the benefit of a teacher who wants to do this? Like, why should they go and get the first steps in music certification through FAME? What's the benefit mm-hmm. of that for somebody? Right. I mean, you can take the book like I did and do day one, page one, right. day two, page two. You know, there are lesson plans right. in that first steps in music Which is a curriculum. beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. 
but to learn all of the foundation, all of the pedagogy, all the philosophy. Now we're really getting into brain research. Right. I know you right. love that. I love that. <laughs> we are nerds. You know, and this is so important. Yeah. You know, my big quest has been, well, why does this work? What has made this? Why is peekaboo been going on forever? Why is right. patty cake so important? Right. Because of all of that, the research that's come out, it just validates why we should be doing these things. Yeah. All so, right. So... Learn, and the training. And, oh, and, and in the training, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, you learn those you things. You learn a lot of those things, right. Okay. Because I know many of us teacher trainers, like we are passionate about that. Yeah. And that when we teach these classes, we go into a lot of this developmental right. research as right. to why this is so important. And where are you teaching in general? Because I wish more people could come where get training teaching? with you. Oh. Like where, will, where are some places you offer? Um, because a, a lot of us are first steps, you know, teachers. Teacher trainers. But let's say... Anybody is going to learn. You know, if they mm-hmm. come to mind, they're going to learn about infant toddler stuff and mm-hmm. preschool stuff. But let's just say for some reason they want to go see you, which oh. I would do if okay. I could. Where are you teaching okay, your classes? Okay, so right now for sure I'm teaching at Heart through the Kodai Institute okay. in the summer, which so. is um, July 22nd to August 2nd, I right. think. Something like that. Those for in the weeks. coming summer. But generally right. speaking, it's in July. Yes, the last two weeks of yes. July. So John is doing conversational soulfish. One and two, and I'm doing the first steps in music. And then he's still doing upper levels yes, also. So right. he's, he's doing, doing all the conversation yes. with Soulfish. Mm-hmm. You are doing first steps there. Right, and that is the Kodai program. So you can either go and get your Kodai certificate and take the whole the whole thing, which is phenomenal. Right. And I highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. It will make you a great teacher. Jeff Rohn is there. Um, Dr. Bolkovac is there. Wonderful, wonderful people. Gabor. Teachers. Oh, yes. I Gabor. just like to say that name. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, so um, so you're teaching so there. I'm teaching there, and now I have two or three things still up in the air. So that, I'm so waiting. you will be teaching. So yes, and you have mm-hmm. what's the name of your business? So my business is called Greenwood Music Services. Okay, and I decided to keep it very broad because that is where all my funds go. I can be doing, I can be teaching first steps in music. Right. I can be doing library programs. Right. I can be doing birthday parties, yeah. <laughs> anything. All of that goes into that bank account. And you have um, a Facebook page. Yes. Oh, I could do piano lessons, guitar lessons, Ooh. voice lessons. I do Look all that you. stuff too. That's why it's music services. Services. Not right. Greenwood infant toddler classes. Right, exactly. <laughs> all right, so, broad. well, because I want to kind of funnel people mm-hmm. there if they mm-hmm. if they want to check out your Right. So stuff. basically, I tell people, it's where I talk to myself, okay? Yes. Because I talk to myself yes, a lot. Yes, I do the same yes, thing. Yes, and I love, you know, the research that comes out. You might even see some videos <laughs> of my grandson and I. Which is one of my favorite things. So, you know. So that's the Facebook that page. That is my Greenwood Music Services okay. Facebook page. So that's kind of the primary mm-hmm place rather yes. than a regular website yes i talk well i talk to parents too so a lot of my parents in my classes they can go there and they get you know the research or right. the articles that's awesome so that's my greenwood music services i don't have a website because so i'm i have many different jobs mm-hmm. so i am i'm a statutory employee of <laughs> that sounds the university of hartford okay and because i am a statutory employee they take out my taxes Right, oh, and okay. I get a certain pay each each every two weeks. Right, right. So I'm a, a statutory employee. So they pretty much do my parent-child classes. So they have the website. So I just I just send it all to them. So it's almost like a subcontractor kind mm. of. No, I'm an employee. 
Oh, oh, just an employee. That's okay. different. You see yeah. how good I am at business well, stuff. Well, it's complicated. <laughs> oh, and so is. then I have another job where I am an independent contractor. So I have um, three different preschools okay. that I teach at. So they hire me as an independent contractor. Okay. So that is why I had to start my business. Yeah. Because they were saying to me that, um, you know, you need to be paying unemployment tax. Right. Because we see you as a contractor. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I mean, I am a contractor, but I am not your you know, I am my own business. You're your own entity. I'm All right, and we're gonna entity. talk. We're gonna yes. talk more about that. But stuff. But that's really what propelled me into starting my business. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about. Let's just start small, um, because I think in my mind there are a couple levels, and you mm -hmm. even just touched on some of them. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about a person who is you know wants to do first steps, and they say, "I'm still teaching," you know, mm -hmm. otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, basically, we're talking about me. Let's mm -hmm. just talk about me. Okay. Well, you're wonderful. <laughs> no, I, mean, I like talking like, about let's, you. Let's. I mean, like, this is something. If I weren't doing yes. five thousand other things, yes. I would do this in a heartbeat. Right. Um, right. So let's say I want to do one weekly class. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that. If okay. you were in that position. Okay. So this is the thing. You already teach in a school, mm -hmm. so you already are employed, and you you know you have space. So I always say, start where you are. Right. So if you have a relationship with your administrators, I would go ask them if you could offer these classes yeah. and start there and see if you can be under their liability insurance, right. you know, see what their feelings are about if you are going to get paid to do this. You know, basically start with your administrators. Start where yeah, you that's are. Wise. That's what I say because... Once you get out from that umbrella, and I'm calling it an umbrella, yeah, sure. then you open up a can of worms. Yep. That's where you have to start thinking about your own liability insurance. Okay. But I say, you know, do everything you can to get under an somebody's umbrella. Somebody's umbrella. Somebody's umbrella. It <laughs> it's raining. Get maybe, under the umbrella. <laughs> right. Maybe your employer. Or maybe you want to go to like a music school. Right. Or a music shop, you know, like a guitar shop or something, yeah, a guitar I center. Even think about that. Right. Or a, um, you know, mommy and me boutique. Right. You know, where you can be hired as a statutory employee. Because when you are that statutory employee, then a lot of problems are solved. Because you're under their, yes. ca well, their care or their yeah. authority. You're under their um, insurance, you know, you're, you're into their system, you know, and so hmm. they would be your um, employer. The negative to that is you're not going to make as much. Right. All right. You're going to it's There's, just like if you're teaching lessons. Right. Private lessons. Yes. You know, if you teach them out right. of your home, right. you're getting it's gonna all be the money. If, right. If not, so, you're teaching in a studio, mm -hmm. they're taking a significant cut. Right. So I, I say that's a good first step because then you can decide this is what you want to do. This is what I want to invest my money in. This is the direction I want to go. This is my five year plan. Right. You know, have those goals. Mm -hmm. Rather than just, I mean, some people do. They just say, this is what I want to do. We're going to go for it. We're going right. to rent a space in a building, and yeah. we're going to start advertising. That's frightening. That's a whole nother. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's another level. Right, right. So I just say, you know, bloom where you're planted. Seek out places where they will hire you, and you can be under their umbrella, and then start there. And then start building your clientele. Start building your reputation. Start building, you know, interests. Get out in the community. Okay, so now that you said... All that, it kind of gets my brain popping a little bit. Let's talk about a person who is like, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'd like to uh, reach out into to some preschools, some daycare yes. centers. Can you talk about that yes. particularly? Yes. Yes. 
So that is a great option. That's another great option because preschools are, they, they want trained music teachers, right. okay? The preschool teachers work so hard. You know, they're doing all day. So to have somebody that has ideas and musical training and good vocal role models and they, that comes in, they're looking for that. Mm. So, you know, in my case, it's kind of funny, but they found me. That's fantastic. So they went to the community vision or word of mouth. Right. Or, you know, wow, you taught my son, you know, 10 years ago. Would you like to come work in our preschool? So um, that that's how I have two of my jobs. Right. And they're the most wonderful, wonderful jobs. And how, how often, tell me about what those jobs look like. Yeah. Okay. They're different. And I'm going to throw in another job where yeah, this sure. person found me and, um, and I said yes to it. And it wasn't so great. Okay. So uh, yeah, you know, let's hear it. Okay. So um, the first, and of course, I want to tell you that I was a little nervous about going out into the community because sure. I wasn't sure how that was going to work. But they were You're just a so they were so um, inviting and just gave me total flexibility. So I wow. go into one, um, and I'm there for four hours, and I teach a, a one-year-old class, oh, two-year-old so class, three-year-old class. Four-year-old class and five-year-old class. Wow! So I start at nine fifteen. I end at twelve forty-five. So something like that. We fit them all in. So um, and then what they do is they give me a, a lump sum. Right. They pay me a lump sum. So that way. You mean like one lump sum each day? Oh, every every day. Oh, okay, okay. So if I teach that day, I get a lump sum. Right. Doesn't matter if I have two kids in the class or ten kids in the class or fourteen kids in the class. I get the same amount. Every would there be differential week. in those classes? Like, like would there be a lot of difference in the numbers? There could be. Oh, okay. Yeah. You mean just depending on if they're absent that day? Yeah. Okay. Yes. You know, or um, the kids don't have a choice. That's right. the other thing I like. Yes. The kids come whether they want to or not. Because these are kids who are in enrolled in the preschool, yes. right? It's yes. not like come to our music class. It's if you want this to. is music. This as is, part of our day. And that's what I love. That's okay. Great. That is what I love. And that those I'm very picky. I'm getting very picky. Good. Because I don't want to be an after school daycare. And mm. I don't want to be I don't even want to be an after school club. I want music right. to be central to their curriculum because I do believe it's so important mm. for them. So I have turned jobs down because of that. Yeah. So that that job I love. The now you want to talk about ratio? Yeah. Okay, we'll talk about ratio. Yeah, I was just going to say. So in my one-year-old class, I, I, there, you're supposed to, Connecticut law says one adult to every three children. And no more, I think, than like six or seven children. All together? Yes, if okay. it's um, birth to 15 months. Okay. Six infants should be supervised by one teacher. And um, so in my classes, I do have about six infants birth to 12 months okay and i usually have one teacher stay with me and sometimes um like a paraprofessional or sometimes both teachers stay. okay they love it so much that's great we sit down we put our legs out we can fit i can fit three babies <laughs> on my legs and bounce they each have one i can have two or three and we go through the lesson plan. So they're all getting the bouncing. Right. They're getting the hand. They're getting the um, the, the tickles. They're getting the wiggles. Right, right. And um, it does take time for them to get to know you, the little guys. You know, it's it, you have to build that trust. Right, you right. Know? But with the older, with the um, with the classroom teachers there, it makes things easier because okay. the trust is there. All right. So um, that's for the infants, and then for the um, 
the old the next class, so the toddlers, which are like twelve months to twenty nine months, then um, you know you still need like one to four. So in th right. these classes, I will always have another adult in the okay. room with me. Yeah, and I should say uh, for our listeners, mm -hmm. we're going to do at least one more podcast on this where we talk about the actual what do I need to be doing in the classes. Mm -hmm. So we're going to cover a lot right. of that stuff, yeah. which is going to be fantastic. Yes. Uh, this one's more about the business end and right. things like what's the ratio. The ratio but, is important. Yeah, so I hope you tune in for that podcast with mm. Connie um, <laughs> coming soon. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. so these um, teachers are very invested in the children. They love the children. They're interacting. They're smiling. So I've had other daycares where the teachers were not interested. Yes, I've heard those kinds of stories. It was stores. their like break. It was right. their little vacation. And at one point, they had the radio playing. So I had to, you know, I wrote a letter to them, and um, the director did not want me to give it to them. So I ended up just saying it politely. You know, right. when I'm in the room, it needs to be quiet. You know, I can't I even imagine yeah, that. It was, ama it was amazing. So, um, but the, the jobs that I have that I've kept, these, these teachers really, really care right. about the kids. So if you are able to be choosy, mm -hmm. you know, that's what you're looking for. Right. I, I had a student in one of my training courses who said he was getting frustrated because he was going into these situations where they were just dropping off these mm -hmm. kids and leaving mm -hmm. or just sitting in mm -hmm. the back of the room. Right. And I said, you know, it's up to you. If you have, if you are able to be picky mm -hmm. and say, I will take this job if mm -hmm. this, you know. Right. And it's so much better for the kids. Absolutely. So much. I mean, and you for can you. see such a difference. <laughs> for your well-being. Yeah. Well, you know, infants to, you know, 12 months, they're, they need attention. Sure. And then toddlers are very unpredictable. Absolutely. They can be you know, emotional. Right. And so, um, and that's the other thing. It's like that emotion. Mm. You know, you want it to be a positive, happy experience. Right. You know, if a child's crying, you really do need to either have that child removed. Right. You know, because it will affect all the other children. Mm -hmm. So that's why having other adults in the room is just essential for yeah. that age. Okay. So so this is so this is one position where mm -hmm. you're doing the, right. how many classes? Five? Four five? five? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, five. One day a week. That's a one day a week, yeah. Okay. And then another day, I have three other classses. So okay. they're they my three-year-olds, my four-year-olds, and my five-year-olds. Oh, this is the same job? This is another job. Oh, this is a different job. This is another job, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So that job, they pay me lump sum every day I teach. Doesn't matter how many kids. And generally, it. you're doing one day a week in yes, that place. Yes, one day a week. And they could be 30-minute long classes. Okay. 20 minutes, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. Could be 40 minutes. Do you decide or do they decide? We figured it out. Okay. Yeah, we made a schedule and right. between everybody. So the older kids, of course, get 40 minutes, a good chunk of time. So I'm Great. able to do the entire, you know, right. workout. Workout, Fantastic. Yeah. And then the next day is another situation where they pay me per child. Really? So the, um, the director... So I taught her son, and so she wanted me to come back to teach in her preschool. Right. So, um, so they they collect the money. This is like wonderful. They wow. collect the money. So I could have five kids or fourteen kids, and those kids the parents are paying. So we have um, eight week sessions, okay. and each child pays, and so they give me so. Eight. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. That's I okay. cut you off. So the kids these. So if it's my son goes to this preschool mm -hmm. five days a week yes 
And then they'll say something like, we are offering an eight-week class with yes, Miss Connie. Right. If you would like to do it, pay yes. X number of dollars. Correct. Okay. That's, okay, I get Correct. it. Correct. So, so they are students not, of it's the... It's not the whole school, but it's the ones that the children want to be there. Hmm. And the So that's great. Pay. That's, you know, for somebody who's listening, mm-hmm. that's something they could go and suggest. Yes. And even say, I know this kind of program exists. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a couple different right. ways we could do this. Yes. You can market yourself and, and go out and discuss it with the director and find out. So how do you price yourself? Like, that's a big question. So what you have to decide is, you know, I have these expenses. I have gas expenses. I have my materials expenses. This is the bottom line. This is the the least amount that I would take. And I did have one school that I had to just go back and forth and say, Hmm. I cannot take any less than this. Right, right. And then if they couldn't meet that, then I would have to walk away. And that one, they just paid me for one class, or actually two classes, I would come in. They gave me a lump sum, and it was not a lot. Not ideal. Not a the lot. Whole thing. Yeah, I mean, if you average it out per child, it was like two fifty. Wow. Really, a child. <laughs> you could go to Burger King, work there, <laughs> you know, and get free coffee. I mean, we are trained professionals. <laughs> sure, and, and I think a lot of people struggle with that. I see that on the Facebook page yes, a lot. People we do saying, struggle with it. You know, mm-hmm. oh, they want to offer me this amount of right. money and. It's very difficult to kind of mm-hmm. say to yourself, "Here's what I am." This worth. is my bottom line. Yeah. This is as this is as low, and I am. That has been hard for me. Sure. It's been really hard for me. Sure. I think it's easier for some people and more difficult yes. for others. And and um, just breaking into it, you're a little bit. You know, I want to get my name out there. Right. I want to develop my reputation, and then you evaluate it. You know. So I tried this one school, and I and I did it, and I committed to it right. for a year. Right. And then I evaluated it, and then I decided that that time was valuable someplace hmm. else. Yeah. So you're always adjusting, but that's what, what that's what you have to do. You have to say, this is what I'm worth. This is what I have to offer. And, and I know. This is what I'll I, do. I think I know what you're going to say to this question. But is how the person who's listening to it? How can they come to that number? What is a, in their area? Mm-hmm. What is a good way of? Yeah, so doing some research and finding out what other schools charge, what other programs charge. And would you look at even things like ballet class and right. karate and yes, art classes. Yeah, you know, because dance if there's classes. not something comparable, right? Because mm-hmm. I've thought of that, like, well, how would I, you know, if there wasn't a music class just like this, right? And then it occurred to me, well, maybe I'll ask about these other things and just see if there's some kind of average, right? You know, like let's say the YMCA, right? Okay. They they call you up. So now we're, we are actually talking about another element when you go out into these places. Right. This is when you're going to need your own liability insurance. Right. Okay. But not for the preschool. For anything. Okay, so any of these, unless they hire you as a statutory, as a statutory employee. employee. That's right. That's your ticket. So if you're a statutory employee and you're under their umbrella, you don't need all this other stuff. But once you go out to the library, you teach at the library, you teach at the museum, you teach at the you know nature center, Right. then that is when you're going to need your liability insurance. Okay. But if you go to um, you know the preschools and you say, this is who I am, this is what I have to offer... You know, this is, then you can negotiate. Like I said, this one school said, this is what we're going to pay you. And it was very generous. And then another school, we're going to have each child, the parent's going to pay each child. And that was great. And then there was another school and they were like, well, this is all we have. Right, right. You know, and, you know, that's why I feel like, you know, we are trained, 
you know, I have my masters. Right. We, I try not to play recorded music except for movement. Right, right, right. You know, and keeping the beat, you know, I'm live music. Sure. And so. Something they don't get. You know, these are, this is just how you have to be. Like, yeah, there's is, value. There's value. In what you do. And it's taken me a lot of time <laughs> to get to that so point. So hopefully people listening so won't take as long. It's okay to have <laughs> we value. We said it's okay. Yes, I know, because we both struggle with that, even mm-hmm. In our teaching grownups, I know for right. me, you know, I'm like, right. oh, sure, I'll do it for, you know, $5. Right. I know. <laughs> yeah, but you, you do have to get to a point where you're like, you know, I have something of value to mm-hmm. offer you, you know, if you have a product, right. which in essence yeah. we do have. Right. The is- only other time I would just consider maybe like um, bartering would be like, you know, if they gave you a free membership. Yeah, sure. You know, like sure. the 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 YMCA or something or right. even teaching through heart, you know, I can get I got my masters through that. Right. So I was right. able to pay for my own masters. Yeah, and, and I also that think that in the very beginning when you're starting, mm-hmm. you know, if you feel comfortable saying uh, and I'm just making this up, mm-hmm. let's say you would normally get you would want to get $500 for teaching a class, but you're willing to take 300 because mm-hmm. you need to establish right who you are right mm-hmm. then you can do that in the beginning but you're going to yes. need to know when it's time right and building that culture is is what's really important you mm. know that they they see you they see what you do they see your work okay so you know it's really a fine line you know yeah. when to, to do that when not to do that right you have to decide okay this is i'm comfortable with this right and and i think sometimes i've thought like you know, you'd never say like, oh, my kid takes ballet. It's a dollar a class. You I know, know, that's sometimes really? for if, if I'm talking to somebody, they're like, oh, I feel bad, like charging. But you shouldn't because right. look around you. Yes. This is what people are doing. And if we bring our own material, we bring our own instruments. You know, we play. I had, to get, I had to get my guitar right. fixed because it fell over Puppets. and the seams split. <laughs> you know, I Scars. mean, that costs. My, you know, yeah, there's overhead. Money. There is there's overhead. overhead. Okay, so as I referenced just a little while ago, let's say you're advising somebody and they're like, Connie, I've never taught a class, but I really want to kind of start getting out there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only do it one day a week. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm and i not yet at the point of like, I want to get insurance and become right. an LLC mm-hmm. and do all this. What would you advise them to do? Yeah, I would try to go, if you're in a school system, you could go through the, right. the school, go through system your school system because there might be like a Head Start program or, you know, any type of early intervention right. that you could you could work through there. So because now preschool is becoming mandatory in some right. places, right. they might not know that you have that interest. Right. So I always say start where you are. Talk to your administrators. Okay. Talk to your, you know, the directors of your arts programs and see if there are any places you can plug in okay. as a statutory employee. But now let's say you're not doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're maybe retired or you're staying at home okay, so you're and you're like, connected. I have an afternoon a week or a morning right. a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't want to do all the, you know, the insurance stuff. Mm-hmm. What would you advise them? Yeah, go to the, the preschools and ask them if they would hire you as an employee. And that's the first thing you would want to do. Yes. The statutory employee right. uh-huh. is kind of the path mm-hmm. of least resistance. Right. Yeah. That's that's just see if they would they would hire you and then um that's that's where I would start. Okay. And once that happens, you know, and we're gonna talk about this in another episode, uh let's say you kind of get the taste for doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, 
we're going to discuss the deeper kind of business implications Mm -hmm. um, because I know they are many and important Mm -hmm. to consider. And for a person like me, and I'm guessing you a long time ago, not a long time ago, but before you became good at this and doing it all the time, kind of an unknowable quantity. I'm clueless. Well, and true, it's kind of um, dangerous yeah. to not be have that protection. Yeah, you have to, you have you know? to be educated. Yes, yeah, so being educated is very important. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. That's going to be in um, a, the next episode, and we'll talk even more and get into the fun stuff, which is what do I do? <laughs> I want to teach. Do? Now, you know, help me pack my little bag of goodies and... Let's talk about that. So mm-hmm. I look forward to that conversation. And thank you so much because even just this chunk is really valuable information. Well, thank you. Well, thank you very much. So are you inspired to start some infant toddler classes now? I hope so. And I have great news. The second half of the interview is going to drop at the same time as this podcast because we all need a beginning of the school year pick-me-up, so I hope you can listen to that episode right away. As always, if you have a question you'd like to ask, I'd love to try my best to answer it, so please send it to me at tunefulbeatfulartfulpodcast at gmail.com. Our podcast is generously supported by the Feyerabend Association for Music Education, and hey, are you a member yet? If not, say it with me, why not? It's not that expensive, and the benefits continue to grow. Uh, We're getting ready to put out our newsletter with a ton of new things for members only. So please visit firerobinmusic.org for more. If you'd like to find out more about Dr. Firerobin and his programs and resources, visit giamusic.com slash firerobin. And, as I've mentioned before, our Fire Robin Fundamentals page on Facebook, where we have over 10,000 teachers talking every day about what it means to teach music. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe and review the podcast wherever you listen. Thank you so much for hanging out with me, and I look forward to being with you over the next season. As always, I hope it was encouraging and thought-provoking and helpful. Please remember to keep doing all you can to create a more tuneful, beatful, artful world.